where you're doing anything online or, well, anything with business, just make sure that you are protecting yourself. I can't give you a legal advice because I don't know enough and I'm not a lawyer, but I am consulting my team of lawyers on everything that I, I do when it comes to that stuff to protect myself, especially because, geez, who knows? It could be by the time this is published, I could be having more, you know, thousands and thousands of clients. I don't know when I'm going to exactly publish this, but it could it could blow up so much that, you know, just exponentially that you need to have a nice, I needed to have a nice foundation, but I, I think we all need to protect ourselves. I treated, we went through our presentation. I'm back to learning. I bounced a little just in case you didn't notice. We treated the presentation as if there was a thousand people in the room as far as our messaging. We did the whole presentation. Anna and I did ours. James did his. I think we delivered very, you know, pretty good. I mean, there's definitely opportunities when you talk through a presentation out loud. You definitely see some of the voids or some of the things that maybe we spent too much time on. So we will revisit that. But I'm I'm proud of us for treating it as if it was a big audience. The other thing that we did, the flip side to that though, was because it was an intimate audience, we were able to do questions and answers on air and then and work with the three people that were there. So that was, you know, another pro. Like we were able to be big and little all in the same thing. We did record it and we will send it out to my friends and colleagues in the groups that I'm in so that everybody has access to it. Now, do I think everybody's going to watch, you know, a two-hour video? Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. If people listen, like one of my tricks, I'll probably mention this often, but one of my tricks is when I go walking, I'm listening to the Facebook Lives I didn't catch when they were live or my online trainings or whatever. And it keeps me going and keeps me engaged all at the same time. Right now, I'm really on this Grant Cardone kick, for lack of a better word. I don't even, I think I heard his name for the first time in Eric's class and in one of my coaches' classes. I heard a girl say, I did the whole Grant Cardone thing and I just didn't know what she meant by that. And he's this guy who does sales, evidently. And it's funny, I'm proving one of his points right now, you know, people are talking about him. I'm talking about him. <laughs> but I'm also learning from him. But I've been playing his his uh, videos as I go walking and then as I gear up for an upcoming road trip, which, oh, by the way, I have a shit ton of airline credits that I could use because of COVID. And I'm choosing to drive. I'm choosing to drive and go on this road trip. Specifically, this is how crazy I am. This is how passionate I am about learning. I am going to go on this road trip and I'm going to drive from here to Tennessee to visit one of my friends who actually, I didn't think about this until after I set it up. He may be interested in hiring us at Workify too down the road. I don't know. It's an option that may make him look even better in his company, but that's not why I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him because it's been like four or five years and I'm excited to go see him. Then I'm going to drive. Well, first it starts in Connecticut, of course, with my family, but then I'm going to drive to Kansas City and visit some friends and there's a memorial and and stuff. And then I'm going to go to Denver and see my family. Like a lot of my trips that were canceled. And the reason I'm doing it all in the car is so that I can catch up on all my audio stuff. I have probably 30 audiobooks in the queue and Audible. I, I, I have the coaching that I'm doing with 
with Grant right now that's online. It says I'm 8% done on this, on the first lesson or chapter, I don't know, whatever, the first one that I'm doing. And I've already consumed maybe three or four hours of content. So I have a long way to go. And there's like 10 other things I need to accomplish. So I'm looking forward to the road trip just for that reason. Now, one might say, oh, you're going to goof off. Yeah, I'm going to go goof off and I'm going to have fun. And self-care is a big part of who I am and what I believe in, especially as a recovery entrepreneur. And I don't, I can't ever risk my recovery, right? So if I take care of myself and I stay stimulated by learning and I do things that I enjoy, like driving and visiting and golfing and doing all the things I'm going to do on this, like, it's kind of like my transitional road trip, actually, because I'm going to do it the week after I leave my day job, which is, you know, coming up. I literally only have a week left, which is yay. So anyway, so that's just thoughts on how to maximize your time, guys. What else did I learn? So the other thing that I would suggest if you ever are doing, you know, mastermind or teaching or collaborating with people, I guess this can be applied to different things, put my business hat back on, is doing a recap right afterwards. So the three of us stayed on the call and we talked about our strengths and our weaknesses immediately following. And it was good because the other brilliant thing that I love, and I was kind of afraid of being an entrepreneur for this reason, was I like collaboration, especially now where I'm secure enough in my career and my mindset to know that it's not a threat. People's ideas are not a threat. And my team wants us all to succeed. So why would they why would they say bad things or, you know, not, you know, throw out bad ideas intentionally? It just wouldn't make sense. And I'm going to digress really quickly and then I I will be going. I wanted to just give you a couple quick highs and lows in my mastermind. So overall, I think it was a success. It was the biggest success because I did it. That was one of the biggest pieces, right? I went through with it and now I have a starting ground. I could talk about it and try to perfect it forever. And a lot of the big guys talk about this. You can learn yourself to death or practice something or try to make it perfect and then never go through with it because it's never perfect. It's never going to be perfect. And it's going to be different every time. So that is another piece of my learning. But another thing came up last night and I've been pushing, I've been pushing one of my team members to give some of her responsibilities away. And she's, she takes her stuff so seriously and she wants to be involved in everything. Well, we're never going to be able to grow if she hangs on to everything because she only has so much capacity as one person. Even if she works 60 or 80 hours, she still only has one capacity. And I also don't believe that if you work 60 or 80 hours, I don't believe that you're going to be able to perform. Let's work a good 40 and take care of ourselves the rest of the time. So when we're engaged for that 40, we're, we're doing the maximum output. So I've been pushing her to, you know, relinquish some responsibility, relinquish some responsibility. I could see the hesitation. So last night, she, you know, she asked me if she can use one of my people to work with a certain client. And I said, yes. And I was like, that's good. That way she gets some exposure and, and can work with some of these dedicated clients. And you can tell she's like, yeah, I got to stop micromanaging. And I said to her, I said, well, well, do you think I'm a micromanager? She's like, no, you give direction. And uh, I don't know how she said it, but she's like, you you give direction and expectations, however she said it. And I said, okay. 
I said, do you think if I was a, she's my partner in, in Workify. I said, do you think if I was a micromanager that Workify would exist? And she's like, no. And she tried to throw the ball back in the court to me and, and said um, that I'm a visionary and I see the steps ahead. That's why Workify exists. And, and yes, I think we complement each other because I'm always looking in the future and she's looking at today and she's, she's doing all the actionable things and I'm keeping us moving and challenging us. So it's, it's two, different, two different animals. However, if I micromanaged her and told her everything was my way, my way, my way, and I didn't listen to her and I questioned everything, she would have not been, I don't think she would have been comfortable enough to tell me about her vision and that's how Workify was born was she asked me because she trusted me and she respected my style of communication with her. She says, do you want to, do you want to hear about my dream? Well, yeah, of course I want to hear about your dream. And her dream was to help more folks in the Philippines get work from home jobs. And she showed me how talented this pool of workforce is. And because of the cost of living differences, it's really beneficial to person in the US or the UK or Australia or, or wherever to tap into this workforce because it gives them more time that, you know, the people who, the entrepreneurs, the, the businesses that need the support to do what they need to do. And I'll tell you, they're talented, right? Like they're smarter than me. But if I was dictating to them, oh, well, you have to make this on PowerPoint because I only know Microsoft Office in my limited view, then I would have never learned about Canva or Keynote or a different softwares, all these different things that they've presented to me. I didn't even know these technologies existed. Now, I might have eventually stumbled upon them or researched them. But again, they're saving me all this time because they're so smart. But none of that would have happened if I was dictating to her how I wanted things instead of empowering them. So if since I'm in a teaching mode today, I want to make sure that you know it's really crucial that you listen and that you empower and you don't take away the freedoms or create an environment where people are afraid to share or try. That's what happened in my day job. It wasn't that I was scared to try. It's just that I got so defeated because nobody was listening that, yeah, maybe I had ideas that were risky and it you know it was against the status quo. And I get it. They're a big company. They could decide to not do that. But after a while, I got just, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to try to fix things because nobody's open to the solutions because they're not their solutions or the way it's always been. Like, I hate that the way it's always been. I don't have to live that way, starting in, you know, new companies and going with the flow. You know how it has to be? The only thing that has to always be now is taking care of our customers, exceeding their expectations crushing it, making them so happy, helping them be successful and thrive in all their businesses. Because the people I'm working with are doing really good things. And it's important that we let them have the time and energy to go do their really good things. Okay, soapbox over, going to start my day. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'll talk to you for the next part of my adventure. After the first.